Shannon, where are we? We are at the outside of an outdoor theater space mm -hmm. in a park because we can't go into the outdoor theater space in the park because it's locked. Yes, it is. Because everything is closed still. And the parking lot was too close to the road. The parking lot was so close. <laughs> We're still close to the road. We are. Um, and watching what appears to be a children's running group mm -hmm. of hundreds of children. There's so many children. There's so many. I feel like I haven't seen the same kid twice. I don't think we <laughs> like, have. Are they running laps or are they just running away? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do they need help? I, I are we tell. sitting on top of this hill watching children watching run for their lives <laughs> and doing nothing? <laughs> Is that why we're here, Alyssa, or why are we here? <laughs> Heck if I know. Um, <laughs> we're here because, well, your family brought me here for the first time. I forgot that. Yeah, we did. Yes. I knew we, were, we went together. We went together. Your yeah, family brought me. Um, I had never been before, and we saw Pirates of Penzance. Yep. And I was wearing red shoes. You were. Something I very distinctly remember. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like we haven't talked a lot about specific shows or types of shows even. So I guess that's what we're doing today. And hopefully we're going to be short and sweet so we can go check on these kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're still running, so I think it's time to wait. <laughs> right. We'll just keep an eye on it, see if the situation progresses mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Pirates of Penzance has been my favorite show since I was a very tiny person. Mm -hmm. And I honestly cannot tell you why. I, I'm pretty sure it's really just because it was one of the first shows that I ever saw. Okay. I mean, we had the, the VHS tape that we wore into the ground with playing it over and over and over again. I don't think I've ever seen the filmed version. Really? Oh, I don't think I have. You gotta. I'm pretty sure. It, no, it is on YouTube because I sometimes okay. play it. Yeah. Uh, so good. Um, Kevin Klein was real pretty. He was <laughs> he was real pretty. And who did he play? The Pirate King, naturally. The Pirate King. The Pirate King. Sure. Oh yes. Um, no, I don't. I really don't know why I like it so much. I just think it's hilarious. And kind of like I've said before, it's one of those silly things that you don't have to be mad at. Like yeah. you, you really don't have to be mad about it. It's just fun for the sake mm -hmm. of being fun. And all of it's just kind of misunderstandings or like wordplay or whatever. Nobody's really being just mean. It's just silly. Yeah. No huge villain. Yeah. And I would also say like I don't think it's particularly short or anything, but it's snappy. Like the mm -hmm. pace moves really nicely. So I think um, at like a young age you, it can hold your attention because things are changing every few minutes. Yeah. Um, so you're not sitting through, like, very long. Like, there's one ballad. Right. And you listen to it, and it's over. Yeah, and, <laughs> and sometimes you skip it. Yes, and we're, we're still moving. <laughs> yeah. Anything with music for kids is just kind of like, even yeah. if it's, if you don't know what's going on. I mean, I listened to the Major General song at three years old and had no idea what it meant. Sure. But then when I got you into can't like. You that fast at three. Absolutely not. I got into high school and I was like, I know what all those words mean. Oh, that's the point of the song. Mm -hmm. He's dumb. Got it. It was just, it was a nice realization when you're like old enough to be smarter than a modern Major General. Sure. It's a, it's a nice <laughs> feeling. Now you're the model of the modern major general. I am. That's what I'm always saying about you. 
I write that on my like name tag when I go to parties. I like how often that um, scene or song is referenced in modern musicals. Like people rip that all the time, and it's one of my most favorite things. It's such a good tune. Mm -hmm. It's used all the time. Yeah. Um. I think when we saw it, they had a screen at the back, right, with the words? Yes. Because again, it's very quick. So you, for people who haven't seen it before or who, I think some people around us were singing along, I don't know. Um, Did we maybe go to a sing-along version? I went to a sing-along version. Okay. Yes, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. remember if the one we saw together was. I don't but remember I just if had it like was. A, it might've been, but it's, in memory. this place, it's so big, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, um, that's true. The place that I saw the sing-along was much closer quarters, so you could definitely tell who was singing. Um, <laughs> a little different in an outdoor theater space. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they had the words up, and that was, it was just fun. I don't remember. Was that the one where they, like, underlined the word duty every time it came up? Because that <laughs> makes remember. me so happy. Well, because that's the, the alternate title is The Slave of Duty. Yeah. Because it's know. the big joke through the, the show is that when did we go to that? do his duty. Eight years ago? Yeah, to... <laughs> 2013? I don't know. Maybe? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Wild. Yep. Very weird. Um, because I rode in your car, but I feel like I could probably drive. I don't remember. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think we were all, like, after we were we driving. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, too, like, have you been to any other sing-alongs? I don't think I have. How do you feel no. about it? In a, in a theater theater or in a movie theater? Because I've been to... Oh, no, no, because we, I went to the Beauty and the Beast one. When yes. we all did that. That was in a movie year. theater. I've yes. only been to one other sing-along in a theater theater, and it was Rocky Horror, which is just like mm. a different vibe because yep. it was late night. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, Rocky Horror is a different vibe from everything ever. Yes, but it was also the midnight show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, that sounds wild. They did that at the at the uh, Central Park once, didn't they? Rocky Horror? You know, I think that they did. That was not the one that I went to. Yeah. Um, I went to the JCC one okay. when I was uh, yeah. over there. Right. And uh, it was not, like, debauchery. It wasn't <laughs> terrible. It was never, you know. I mean, it, it's late night Rocky Horror, but it right. was not, like, insane. Um, it's funny. It's just like a fun time, and then always like one guy who thinks he knows all the words to the song yes. and is singing super loudly but does not know all the words to the song. Yeah. Um, so the person that I went with, I thought they were going to kill that person. <laughs> I was that person at the one I've been to. <laughs> I was very, very short fuse. Oh my gosh. Well, I can only imagine someone trying to sing along with major general well and thinking they can do it and they can't you can't do no, it unless you very practice. few people can do it well and that was the thing was i think that if you don't have a plan rules <laughs> in place for the sing-along it will just be a cacophony of chaos like yes. it's just it will be nonsense if you don't have rules and so they did but they didn't clarify them very well or somebody to somebody specifically missed them <laughs> um and you're supposed to sing the chorus because that's the words that you're given. And so then you sing with the, with the choruses and not the main parts who have practiced <laughs> and gotten together and rehearsed. Yes. Um, so, 
for the show we're all for the show for. exactly <laughs> that we're all enjoying <clears throat> buddy so yeah i think, I think my friend uh martin was he working lights or was. okay yes i remember you going to that yes. now yes it was i i loved it and i i like the concept a lot and i want to keep following that group because i i mean yeah any group that wants to do that kind of a sing-along i'm totally in but i just think that maybe um some of the planning was a little not communicated not, not, not communicated yeah. so well, it's all good yeah there's always people that think like rules don't apply to them that's true which is difficult Saw many of them at the zoo <laughs> oh really yep oh no it's fine or just but that's always really difficult in a, in an environment where you want and we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago like, to encourage the audience to participate yes when you're trying to be like within these guidelines participate there's always someone who's like but you don't understand <laughs> i am special <laughs> i'm a performer i'm a performer yeah have you seen any other gilbert and sullivan stuff i've never heard of anyone doing something other than pin dance no i don't think i've seen any other ones um i really don't see a lot of people doing them because they're silly i have a book of their collected works mm-hmm. They're silly, and they're also, it's hard. It's yes. hard to do an operetta. Oh, yes. um, it's hard to find performers who have the stamina to sing for an entire show for multiple runs, which is like, I mean, you might sit back and think like, oh, well, that's just like what a musical run is, but it isn't. Yeah. Like, in most modern musicals, there's you give people breaks from intense vocalization Mm -hmm. and while in a lot of ways modern singing is more difficult because of the style that we're asking people to sing in over Mm -hmm. and over again every night like yeah once you've mastered an operatic style it is difficult but maintaining your voice is a lot easier than mastering a belt style and trying to maintain a belt yeah for multiple runs four years um so we're asking people specifically women to do really difficult things with their voice in modern times but like we're not asking them to do it for a whole show for right. like two hours seeing everything that comes out of your mouth exactly um for the most part there's exceptions i also think i mean similarly we've said like comparing theater to film you sometimes compare people's voices to auto-tune, and then you wind up with, like, well, yeah. can't it be better than that? Or to I'm, the recording. Uh-huh, <laughs> the exactly. cast recording, yeah. Which is the best version on the best day with the best conditions in a studio. Yes. Which is very different from the worst conditions on the worst day on a stage. <laughs> and where they have said multiple times, remember on Friday, we're doing... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So people get a chance to be on vocal rest and, like, hydrate and take care of themselves in preparation for, like, the big day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's hard, especially when you don't know, like, the physical stamina that it takes. Mm-hmm. When you think it's like, well, they're just standing there yeah. and, like... I don't understand. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't no. understand what the big deal is. Um, you stand up there for two hours and sing pretty yeah. at a lot of people. Belt your face Do off. Do it. <laughs> your face off. I'd like to see you try. 
Um, yeah, and so I think, well, one, great singers who are dumb can mess their lives up really easily by, like, forcing conditions that they shouldn't be singing in. Yeah. But two, like, I think it's why you don't see a lot of operettas. I mean, because an opera takes a trained opera singer and an operetta is looking for something a little bit different, um, but still asking people to sing for two hours, which is like insane. That's so long. It's so long. No way. I can't do it singing at home in my kitchen when I am playing the YouTube video. Like it's not, (laughs) can't do it. It's too hard. It's too much. Granted, I do try to sing all the parts, so maybe that maybe I mean, that's my problem. Um, <clears throat> it's possible. But the guys' parts are always more fun. The guys' parts are that's always more I fun. Found. However, I will say for, like, Pirates of Penzance, I mean, you have all the sisters. Yes. The maid. Like, there's a lot of heavy lifting for the women to do, too. So that's nice. Yeah. And unheard of. <laughs> True. For the time. Um, we haven't talked about musicals a lot. No. I think it's because it's, like, not really either one of our bag. I mean, really? I like directing a musical when I have the right team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love, like, script work so much, and, like, mm-hmm. you don't do as much of that as the director of a musical. Uh, you're taking on a lot of logistical tasks and like what do you want this to look like not what do you want out of this scene Mm -hmm. it's just a little different yeah it's 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 a different part of your brain I think that gets flexed and also musicals typically there's there's obviously exceptions they're just inherently bigger and like more more produced Mm -hmm. and I'm not I don't have a very heavy hand when I'm producing things, so I think it's a little bit maybe still intimidating for me. Hmm. And I don't know that I've ever directed a musical under like ideal circumstances. Yeah. Because it's hard to find those. I mean, where I had the money to really <laughs> be doing the musical I was asked to do. Right. And like the team of people. Because, like, I say this all the time when people ask me, I can kind of do everything required for a musical, but I should not be, I should not be in charge of teaching someone else music. I don't have a handle on that enough, usually, to even teach myself. Yeah. Like, I can pluck out the notes on the piano, and I can tell you when you're you're wrong. Right. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. But I, yeah, just should not be the one. Yeah. No, that's a that's a many person task. It is possible for one person to direct a a play. Yeah. <laughs> it's not possible for one person to be the whole production team for most musicals. Yeah. <laughs> I am sure there would be an incredible person <laughs> who have done it. Yeah. Did you see? And I'm so sorry. I'm gonna blink on her name, but like the youngest. Uh, female director to go to Broadway on some musical I can't remember but she's like 26 really yes 
<laughs> which is our age. Yeah, that's that's wild. It was insane to me when I was reading about her. her. And she her, talked about her team and was like, I literally could not do this if these weren't the people I was working with. Yeah. Which makes a ton of sense. Um, and I think for most operettas, you want the director to just have like a huge understanding of music. Yeah. I would not take that task on, I don't think. I can't do anything of the music, so <laughs> no, no, thank you. It has to be a pretty amazing team. Um, yeah, again, like I can, okay, this is the basic melody. <laughs> Have fun, go. Um, oh, now you want me to play with my left hand? That's this is gonna be completely a impossible. <laughs> so sorry. I can play the same thing with my left hand, but not while I'm playing something else with my right hand. Uh, that not that was um, the week I quit piano lessons. I was like, <laughs> you want me to do both hands now? <laughs> At the same time? No, no, no. I gotta go. <laughs> it's been fun. I'm going back to the recorder now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, my dad will happily tell you that it was sticks because when I was in the fifth grade, they made us perform a song in front of my entire school called Rub Your Sticks Together. Oh, my gosh. Fifth grade is 10. I just mm. want to <laughs> point that fifth out. Fifth grade is like, a bad time is what it is. Fifth grade is 10-11. Oh, my gosh. It was awful. Sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I truly could, like, have moved on from this. Lived a great life. Except for my dad keeps bringing it up. <laughs> it's like at every family event. Remember that one time? <laughs> Literally. Like, any chance he gets. Well. Or, like, if anyone remotely references anything having to do with, like, the, that song or Sticks or me being in the fifth grade. He'll just like look at me and rub his fingers together like they're two little sticks. I no. can't imagine the successes I would have in life if he would have let this go. <laughs> Part of me is still trapped. Yeah, traumatizing. Moment. Yeah. There are boys trying to like um, kindle a fire with the sticks. Like it was really it was it was a tough day. What a what a great time. Yep. Fifth grade, I had my one solo moment of my whole life mm. for singing. So fifth grade was rough, apparently. Yeah, I would. See, I would have been living my best life. What are you doing? Well, about? it was only because somebody was sick. Uh, so I was supposed to play the flamingo in the Christmas play, and that <laughs> is true. The flamingo. <laughs> it was the flamingo. Um, I wore a hot pink sweatsuit. Sure. Inside the super hot building. And what year were we in the fifth grade? 2000. We went to Walmart and we got a, a hot Four? pink sweatsuit, if that tells you anything. Um, well, I was going to say height of Juicy Couture. So I'm oh sure, my gosh. I'm sure well, you this did. This was not Juicy Couture. This was a Walmart hot pink sweatsuit. Walmart brand, yep. Um, and I, I had a. She still had it. They, oh, I, I kept the mask for a while. We had masks. Beautiful. Yep, with all the pink feathers. Um, and what was the flamingo? What did you do? I had like I had to stand. I walk up to the microphone in the long line of kids who walk up to the microphone mm -hmm. and say their line. I don't remember what the line was. But the only reason that I got to have a moment was because the Firefly Queen <laughs> couldn't be there for the special presentation sure. at the Gaslight Festival that yeah. they had in this little uh, right outside of Louisville town. Um, so this is like the beginning of the Christmas season festival thing that they had, and we had to whoever was available go sing 
at it and the Firefly Queen couldn't be there and she had a really beautiful song that the music teacher wanted sung. So she asked if I would do it. And I'm to this day not sure if she did that because I was so sad and weird or if she actually wanted me to sing it. <laughs> you couldn't sing. <laughs> no, not because I couldn't sing, but because what out yeah. of all of the outgoing children sure. in the class. Sure. It's like, no, it. this one. Maybe were I can make this one do something. Were you in real school then, or were you in... I was at real school then, real yeah. School then. Yep. That's hysterical. Yep. Um, my parents have tons of video of us being in those little Christmas things oh where gosh. you just had to walk up, like, yes. one at a time and say your little whatever. Mm-hmm. Adam was in one. I don't know where the video is. My brother, Adam, was in a Firefly musical <laughs> in yes. probably the fifth grade, too. Oh. Uh, and I don't remember anything about it except for his costume. And there was a song called I'll Gladly Glow, and he sang that song. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> it was very cute. I mean, Adam's always been so tall, so he did look like an eighth grader in his fifth grade. Yeah. Lightning bag costume. I think that's also a reason why I was the flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> I was not the smallest kid in the class. Oh. No. The flamingo. <laughs> I, I'm we not had everything. We familiar. had an owl. We, I had, was we had everything. <laughs> I have so like many kids. I would have thrived in a public school, like, dumb child uh, pageant or whatever, yeah. but I went to stupid private school for too long. Yeah. I think it was like the music teacher and her husband were Mary and Joseph, and then all of the children were every possible animal. Yeah, I guess I just oh don't remember Lord. flamingos being in the nativity story. <laughs> I missed that line. Yeah. Got Golly. it. Bust out the Bible, read Luke 2 again. <laughs> oh, yes, they came with the wise men. Got it. Well, sure, from the east. Yes, the wise men brought their flamingos, flamingos for, the, for the east. Yes. Gold, frankincense, and flamingos. Okay. Rain it in. Well, because <laughs> I have a question. When you go to see a musical, because I know we're both not like big producers of musicals. But well, not you, currently. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> Us and everyone. Um, but like when you go to see one, would you prefer to see a musical or a play? I guess is my question. Or does it just literally depend on the musical or the play? Because I feel like the general population would rather see a musical. Yeah. Um, I think because a musical is generally viewed as more of an event. Mm -hmm. um, like, if you're going out to see something, you want it to be a spectacle a lot of times. That's true. Um, especially if you're paying tons and tons of money for it, which... Yeah to see a good show, you are. Um, it can be more of like a, almost like, more like going to a concert, which is what more people are used to, I think. Yeah. I, for me, it mostly depends on what show it is. Like, there are lots and lots of shows, lots and lots of musicals I would pick over certain plays, and lots and lots of plays I would pick over certain musicals. <laughs> so, um, they're all kind of ranked interspersed, but, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you literally were just saying this, but there are some musicals where it's like, okay, why are you singing? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's not necessary. Bring me to the point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Here's the thing, and 
I hope this isn't the most controversial theater opinion I've ever given. <laughs> okay. I think I think the book of most musicals is bad. Hmm. Um and it's not their fault. Like I don't think anyone is I mean, I'm sure there are some people are bad writers, but like most people who write the books aren't bad. It's just really hard, I think, to write around the song hmm. and like be like, we gotta get to this song somehow. And yep. when I think when you're producing a musical, you're looking at the composer and the lyricist as like it. And when you have, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. When you have like some of the most brilliant people composing and writing the music, it is hard to match that caliber especially because the energy is gonna dip when you go to dialogue like it yeah. just is like even if someone is singing a ballad they're alone on stage whatever all of the music and the swell and the crescendo like all of that is still happening even in a slow song so you take away all that stuff there's an energy dip and I think that the, that that's natural and, and it's okay but I, it's hard to write yourself out of hmm. and so I love listening to soundtracks of musicals but oftentimes when I go to see a musical I find myself wanting to fast forward hmm. let's get to the next song yeah and I want to just apologize to the world for that like <laughs> I've seen great actors do great things I've read dialogue of musicals and I think it's good so I think it's just more situational. I wouldn't say it's every musical I ever go see, but I think that there are several where we're, we've pieced together basically just how to get to the next song. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm going to say it, Mamma Mia. Yeah, well, because that's about the music. It's about the music. And most jukebox musicals are, which is why I have, Hello. like, a vendetta against them. <laughs> like, I love the music of Mamma Mia, but yeah. I have no interest in going to see Mamma Mia the musical. Beautiful the Carol King story is an exception, I would say, to the jukebox musical hatred that I have in my heart. I thought that was a great musical. <laughs> Cross the board. I would go see it again. But I just think books for musicals are tough. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I've mostly seen kids' Disneys, but uh, they're mostly really rough because yeah. you're trying to skip between so much information. I mean... Well, yeah, kid musicals are a whole other beast because yeah. you're already taking the book where you were trying to get from song to song down to the most important songs mm-hmm. per act I guess right without completely losing the story mm -hmm. which is insane which like I love that there are more kid musicals now than there used to be like keep doing it but I think I think for producers it's really hard because 
it does take something away from your more mature kids to not have the dialogue or even the songs to sink your teeth into. Like, one of the most annoying things to me about Mary Poppins Jr. is that they take away the Being Mrs. Banks song, which is Mm. a really character-driven song that gives that actress a lot to do. It's also annoying because it is the only other female solo of the piece that isn't Mary's. Like, no one else has a female solo. Feed the Birds is a duet between Mary and whoever your bird woman is and everything Jane does is a duet with Michael or other people so you know you give Bert all these solos you give Mr. Banks all these solos and then every other female solo goes to Mary so that's annoying Mm. but I tried when I was directing Mary Robbins to look at a place to put it and you would have had to restructure the entire script like I understand why they took it out yeah but they also weren't they could have fit it in right and I think sometimes when you're cutting you're not always thinking about the dynamics of the cast in the cut I almost wish there were a way to pick like like a choose your own adventure (laughs) yeah because like which members of your cast are the strongest yes yeah (laughs) wow and how do you you know I almost think with kids shows it it winds up being even more so than the problem that really frustrates me about musicals becomes even stronger in kids musicals and that's that there are two leads in an ensemble yeah like that becomes even more of a problem which is ironic because in a kids show you want more smaller parts mm-hmm. like so badly because you've got so many that like oh okay well we're we're working with this kid but they really can't handle enough lines to play Aladdin but it's either Aladdin or Jafar or nothing yeah like those are the parts and, and even worse for the girls because yes. it's Jasmine or, or it's nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah so I oof, that really it bothers me a lot in musicals for adults that like all of the little parts are unnamed or non-existent Mm -hmm. and even more so when you have to narrow it down and dumb it down another thing that bothers me don't dumb it down they're not stupid they're small like make it shorter but that doesn't mean you have to take away destroy the story i mean when i saw baby aladdin they've got the three levels it was aladdin kids there was no story it just didn't happen Oh, like, just make it a, yeah, review. It's make like, it a review at that point. It says an Aladdin review. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just the music. Do the music. I love that. I mean, baby Aladdin is literally, like, one jump ahead of the bread line, whatever that song is. I think it's uh, one drop. Into the Cave song. Uh-huh. A Whole New World. Prince Ali. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it. And the conclusion oh, is the genie so song. funny. Whatever like, the genie song is. Because it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, yes, I want to be a genie. End of show. The, yeah, the conclusion it's is like so silly. We're grabbing the strings <laughs> from every direction <laughs> from the story that's really not very, you know, complicated, very in depth to begin with. No. It's <laughs> it was already for children, right? Oh man. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, and look, I have beef with Beauty and the Beast. We talked about it in our very first yeah. episode, but it's a re- there's a reason so many schools do Beauty and the Beast, and it's because yeah. it is so ensemble Yep. Like. 
you have Belle and you have the Beast, sure, but you have all of the castle characters, all of the village characters, mm-hmm. you have the dad, like, there's... There's tons of, like, one-liners and stuff. Yes. There is lifting for your ensemble to do. Yep. And that's what makes it so popular. And what kills me is, like, there are lots of musicals that are ensemble enough to um, be produced well by high schools. But for content reasons or Mm -hmm. budgetary reasons, they don't happen. I mean, you don't see a lot of high schools doing, like, LA Miz, which is super ensemble driven. Um, Yeah. Oklahoma is tough to do in a high school. Yeah. Super costume driven. Yes. (laughs) And there's a ballet sequence, and it's like, well, if you can't pull off the ballet, (laughs) can't do it. So, you know, I think there's, there's limitations, and certainly, like, as modern musicals become more edgy. Mm-hmm. Like, it is only going to limit schools further. Yeah. Um, and the old stuff is very male-dominated as yep. far as, like, care. I mean, there's usually, like, a female lead. And then if you do have side characters, they're male. Yeah. I and mean, even in Oklahoma, which I love, there's significantly more male characters and there's three female characters yeah i mean at the end of and then if you can't dance forget about it forget about it i mean unless you want to be um aunt whatever her name is who sits in the rocking chair for a healthy part of the production (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like it's just tough so i think i don't know i just think when And it isn't even to say, like, the needing more women to write and produce musicals is a whole other conversation about, like, you know, putting ourselves into the story. But even just from a, like, logistical standpoint, (laughs) when you're writing things for kids, write more girls because there are more girls involved in this activity. Mm -hmm. And I know so many incredibly talented young women who just like never got their moment yeah because they were in a class with I mean they were like Michael Phelps was there you know what yeah. I mean like yeah. someone super talented and amazing and like once in a school you know four years of schooling is mm-hmm. there and so you give them these parts because that's what you do but then someone really talented gets overlooked because there are no supporting female yeah. characters to, like, be a part of the thing. Right. Or, God forbid, it's, like, not that many dudes. Like, the story is mostly about ladies. Right. No. That's... We don't do that. I think it's just little women. <laughs> and even and then, like, the there's others. just as many men as women. Yes. Um, there are. You know how many guys you need to put on Little Women? Yes, because we saw that. Um, so many. And you need at least, like, the dad, Lori's grandpa, the tutor, Lori, the whoever Joe ends up with. That's the professor. The professor. Mm-hmm. At least that many. Yep. I don't know. It's too Maybe much. Maybe more. Terrible. <laughs> no, I think you um, made a good point, though, about the fact that 
new shows are I haven't seen a whole lot of new shows that are not edging. <laughs> it's like if there is something being written now, it's that it has to, I don't know, I just feel like it has to be like darker or not that writing about an issue it makes it bad, but like maybe just let a story be a story, but have more people in it. <laughs> like more different kinds of people in it without that being the point of the story. Yeah, I think it's tough because I think about myself as a writer and like I want to tell a story for a reason mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about like putting pen to paper. But if I take that hat off and I put on my producer hat, there is an element of like I think especially because we both have worked with kids so much, there is an element of like, how do I engage young people mm -hmm. in telling stories when nothing is written for them? Like, yeah. Yeah. and hat on hat, when we do have things that are, are written for teenagers, one of two things happens. One, we get High School Musical, and mm -hmm. they're too old for that demographic. High School Musical wasn't written for juniors in high school. Yeah. It was written for eighth grade girls, yes. which is fine. Who are all squealing. There they are. They've heard Found me say High them. School Musical. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was written for eighth grade folks, like girls and boys, mm -hmm. who enjoyed that type of content. But when you go to cast that with 17-year-old, almost adults, mm -hmm. they're like, this is dumb. Yeah. On the flip side of that, no school is going to let me produce the goth version of High School Musicals, The Heathers. Right. With sex and drugs and killing and cursing and, like, alcohol, like, all of the yeah. things that are on the naughty list at a school. Right. <laughs> Which, like talk about those issues if you want to about what we should and should not let be, let kids do. I mean, we let kids do Shakespeare all the time because yeah. people don't understand what they're listening to. Yep. But I just I don't know. As, an, as a person that's worked with kids a lot it's just frustrating because I want I want them to engage them on their level. Yeah. And everything is written either too mature for them or you think you're writing for them, but you're really writing for 8th graders. Yeah. 5th graders. Which is a demographic, and you should write for that demographic. But it isn't High School Musical. It's just not a lot of things that we, we put on a lot. I mean, it's yeah. not most Disney musicals. Yeah, no. I mean... No, dis like, say about everything. Like, Disney has its place. But, like, if you want to, like you said, like, engage with a high schooler about something that matters to them, it's not gonna be Mary Poppins. Yeah. It's just not. And it's really not gonna, it's not gonna be High School Musical. It's not gonna be Little Women. No. It, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I, love I don't know what it women. is, because I'm not a high schooler anymore, but no, somebody's gotta ask them. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Mean Girls gets close. Hmm. Um, but I think that was already a thing. Like, I want, I wish, that there was a musical written to be a musical that wasn't like pulled off of some 
other thing. Like, yeah. I think Bring It On gets close. Bring It On's a good musical, a good song. <laughs> Catchy. Um, but again, tons of language that not every school is going to let you do. Mm-hmm. Same in Mean Girls. Although that one is a little bit better. Right. Um, but not by a lot. So, like, there's just lots of... I just wish there was, like, a real, true musical or play, honestly, that was yeah. written for that demographic and sounded like them. Yeah. We're back to the wolves. One of uh, the only ones that I know that sounds like actual high schoolers, which, mm-hmm. again, not one that any high school is going to put on, but... Like, and there's the rub, right? Well, exactly, how because it? how do you do it without the language? Yeah. I don't know any high schoolers who don't communicate. That's not true. The only high schoolers <laughs> I know that don't communicate like that with each other are homeschoolers. <laughs> On like well, an everyday basis. Like, I mean, yeah, I how mean, do you take that out and still let it be honest? When I was in high school, I did not speak like that. I wasn't yeah. allowed to speak like that. But right. all of my friends did. Yeah. And so I think, I think there is a way to do it. I think what we, the trap that you fall into is trying to talk your way around it. Hmm. You know, you don't want to say. Yeah, like you said with when you had to get rid of all the language in that show. Like you don't. Yeah. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work to just say freak when that's not what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kids more than any other group of people can sniff out inauthenticity. Is that a word? Yep. <laughs> so quickly. They know when you're not being genuine. They know when you're not being sincere. They can tell. They're like bloodhounds. And so if you throw a script at them with you know um, we've dubbed over the cursing in this week's broadcast of mm-hmm. the Breakfast Club for TBS Mm-hmm. Like, they're gonna know. So I think part of it is, okay, well, what do you do? You don't put yourself in a situation where you have to use language like that. Step one. And then step two, be more clever in writing around it because think about, I've seen Wolves. I love that show. It's a great show. You've seen it. It's a yeah. great show. Yeah. But we watched it with groans. Yeah, like, no, they, those were our high schoolers. <laughs> young groans, but groans, I mean, the people that were portraying those young women in the wolves were 20, 22, 26. Yeah. Young, but still adult women. And so think about what you could do if, and there are people who would take on the wolves, the drama conservatories, places of specific theater education for young people that know how to handle that Mm -hmm. appropriately but like think about what you could do if you told me the story of a young women's soccer team and you thoughtfully wrote it so that young women in schools could perform it yeah I mean game changing yeah for, for girls like I played a man so many times yeah. and wanted to because I was not particularly interested in some of the female roles mm. <laughs> at times and like 
know. You get tired of playing, like, outside your range. So I think I'd like to see that. There's got to be a way to do it. I just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. And I, maybe that's, maybe that's the problem. Well, I, I was just looking at, like, the... I used to do this all the time when we worked together and we were pitching plays more than mm -hmm. we do now. Most of the time now, people tell me what I'm going to direct <laughs> or I don't have to think about uh, the audience and the demographics as much. But I used to look at this website that does like the most popular plays produced in the past 20 years or whatever by high schools mm -hmm. they don't change i mean our town is still like number two on the list yeah. which sucks in a way that <laughs> you can't quite um yeah. describe it sucks i i just recently read like top and best place for high school to high schools to produce guess what was on the list our town was but also so was the crucible hmm the crucible are you serious wow we haven't done any better than the crucible in 50 years since that was written it's not for high schoolers because i'm sorry is there a high school character in that show no. Isn't there one 17-year-old girl that they call a witch or whatever? No, but like, probably. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. How is it? How are we still saying to young people, be interested in this form of storytelling, make your parents come watch you for two and a half hours in The Crucible? Mm. Nope. Hard pass hard pass and no wonder people want to go see a musical more because at least <laughs> the options are our town and the crucible yes yeah i mean the options for plays i would say are significantly worse there are musicals even new yeah. but the play options are sad somebody, we should do somebody's a somebody's gotta be writing them like somebody is they're not getting published like they're not getting published or they are and they're not being read yeah. And I think that also sucks. I mean, I subscribe to the new Play Exchange website where you can, like, read people's stuff. But even then, it's like, I would have to sit down and read so many plays. Yeah. Even when you weed through, like, what you want in a play. And most unfortunately I just don't have the kind of time to do that yeah and I wish there were trailers like yeah at least that would help me narrow down what to read because for most plays you get like a synopsis okay but that doesn't Which tell may you or may any, not be any good the synopsis like, might totally suck yeah it could totally be underselling a great piece mm-hmm maybe you get to read a snippet even then who knows yeah and plays are meant to be seen which makes yeah. it very difficult 
to judge a piece on the reading, which was part of my job when I used to work in the theater. So to my employers, I would very much like my job back <laughs> when the world opens up again. I still like to do that. I just want to say, I take it very seriously. I think it can be done. I think I'm great at it. It's just hard to do. <laughs> it's just hard to do. Yeah. And at least in that environment, other people were sending me a packet and being like, read these plays. Okay. Not like go out into the world and find all of the plays for yourself. It's so much work. I don't know. I think more writing contests. Um, I agree on that, yeah. We're seeing some of that pop up more pandemic style, so maybe that'll be helpful. I think there's not a lot of, most taught writing in schools is essay writing. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe more creative writing teaching. Yeah. Which is why so wild to me because school English is like, read this creative piece of work and then write me a very technical essay about it. Mm -hmm. Analyze <laughs> the art. Analyze the art. And it's like, I just want to, why? why? Mm -hmm. I, there were teachers who did things differently, sure, but like, yeah. most of the time I'm writing, you know, a five page essay on the scarlet letter so it's like <laughs> mm -hmm. man i used to whine about five pages five pages is nothing oh yeah five, five pages is a very high school length i think even my okay just as like a little sidebar <laughs> okay my sister graduated three years before us my brother graduates two years after us do you know that neither one of them had to write that english research paper that the rest of us did excuse me we spent Excuse me? All what? senior year researching, and then we had to present in front of our class and moderate a debate on a controversial topic. You remember that? I do. I don't even remember what mine was. I, mine blocked, was. I blocked it out. Apropos of this conversation, mine was censorship. I was against. Amazing. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> giant research paper. It took all year long, and then the yeah. past, like, five weeks of school kids start getting up and presenting their stupid research paper it's awful i thought that was a thing that our school did for everyone do you know that neither one of those people had to do it i was talking about it at dinner the other night both my brother and sister so me they don't have a head that's I was like, crazy are you what kidding that's so me? not fair <laughs> so not fair they're like we didn't have to do that i was like i had it in the folder it was 15 pages long <laughs> had to discuss it and oh my gosh that's awful i wrote it for weeks i can still not my paper but someone else's i can still remember a heated debate happening in senior english about it like yikes i don't think we had any heated debates nobody, I remember, nobody cared enough <laughs> my class was intense i remember someone getting into a fight about because the debate it was english was our lunch period mm -hmm. and they carried off into the lunchroom oh i'm gonna make a generalization a all the theater people were in your class they were <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> they were yeah yeah yes it was very intense and i spent all year being worried about it i don't remember my grade at all i mean i'm sure it was fine but like oh i was shook to the core when i found out neither one of those schools so had to do that what do we want people to tell us about? 
the worst thing uh, they ever heard an author write for a teenager. <laughs> Ooh, that's good, yeah. Most most non-teenager line you've ever heard a teenager have to say or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you, TV shows count too, because those are badly written also. Oh yeah, TV shows are just as bad. Oh my gosh. But oddly, so many more are focused on young people. Yeah, well, but all played by 20-something so that they can all talk about sex and drugs. Yes, and not be just subject saying. to child labor laws. Yeah. <laughs> The 16 year olds think they're ugly. Yes, and it's you're not. You're not. It's just they're that that 24. girl is 24. She's <laughs> had time to think about her hotness. Uh huh. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, tell us Good. a terrible line that you've heard a teenage actor have to utter. Uh, <laughs> I will say that one of the worst for me, and we actually, my class ended up voting to get rid of the script and made me bring something else that so they ended up writing themselves. is great, but uh, it was craptastic. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah, That's really nobody bad. is gonna say that in no. real life, my no. dudes. Um, so yeah, something like that. You can email it to us at uncertaintheater at gmail.com. That's U-N-C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-H-E-A-T-R-E at gmail.com. I'm getting a nod from Shannon, which means <laughs> that I have done it <laughs> correctly, hopefully. So you can email us there, or you can text or call us. Again, I just want to reiterate, we will not answer the phone. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail, 502-627-0296. Uh, we want to hear from you guys, even if you don't have much to say. Yeah. You can just do the one word. I did we'll take critique. Word. It's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Or if you want to tell us that no one cares about my senior English essay, uh, also fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Fine. Yep. Okay. Uh, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> and what's this like? Putting notices on cars whose tags have expired. Yep. Because everyone's tags have expired because pandemic. <laughs> sure. I was about to be so mad at you, but that's, that's no, fine. No, no, no. It's that I was like, don't want to talk about that one, but it, it was bad it was bad and the only good thing about that was the song she didn't write beautiful music <laughs> the one song she did write that's insane oh my gosh so yeah it's all around yep someday i'm gonna like <laughs> give her an insane amount of money to use it in something oh <laughs> as gosh. a joke that's what i wanted to i don't know as a thought